Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. There's the chance that we see them in, in piggyback style as Young drives one into deep center field. Dubon going back. He looks up. It's gone. Second home run of the evening for Josh Young. He once again brings the Rangers back off the canvas, makes it a ball game. It's 7-4. Oh, that is Hixie with the call. Hey, did you know that was a game you can hear right here on 105 The Fan that we are the home of the no Texas Rangers? No kidding. No, no, no. Yeah. Not just the home of the Texas Rangers. The home of the World Series champion. Damn right. Texas Rangers. Going to make it back-to-back. In surprise, starting on uh, Monday of next week, on we'll, the G-Bag Nation. We'll have boots on the ground. G-Bag Nation, KNC Masterpiece. Masterpiece. Yep, starting next Monday. So we are going to have it covered for you. This is what and we Jared do. Sandler. Jared Sandler, man, man. This is what we do. We get boots on the ground, whether it's Super Bowl at Las Vegas, training, you know, spring training and surprise, training camp in Oxnard, California. We're going to be there. We're going to be present, and we're going to be bringing it to you guys. Holy smokes. I love seeing these, uh, you know, most important player in each team's spring training. All the teams now are fully invested in spring training, right? They're all, the pitchers and catchers reported last week. Now all the players are there uh, in their various camps in Arizona or Florida. So they're all fully, uh, they're fully engaged right now in spring training. So I love these articles that say who is the most important in each team's camp. Which is interesting because I feel like this has historically been like a a cowboy or not a cowboy, it's just like an NFL question more. Like, yeah. oh, your your training camp coming up, who's your bubble player, who's your this and that. I feel like this has been less relevant to baseball as like a who's the singular player type of discussion heading right. into a spring training. Right, because there's never a singular player in baseball that matters. But I, I thought this article you sent over, I thought this was pretty good. Are you trying to log into ESPN? I'm logging into my ESPN now, but I read it yesterday. So. All right, so... Uh, they went through every team, and some teams, a lot of them had, um, you know, guys that have never played before. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and some of them had guys that were, uh, re- you know, recent signings or guys that were coming off bad years, like Alex Manoa, Alec Manoa, Carlos coming Rodon. off, come, you know, Carlos Rodon coming off a, a subpar year uh, when they were expecting bigger things from them. So, you get to the Texas Rangers, World Series champion Texas Rangers. And their player is Wyatt Lankford. 
Hmm. The number four prospect in our top 100, he could hit his way to an outfield slash DH rotation alongside Adolis, Leoti, and Evan Carter with a hot spring despite just 44 games in the minors. He demolished minor league pitching. Making the opening day roster would be an aggressive promotion. He played just 17 games above high A. That's amazing. When you're being compared to Austin Riley and Pete Alonso as a hitter, that doesn't sound like a stretch. Okay. Okay. Man, this is, and, and it's wild. Like, I mean, I remembered thinking back and going like, yeah, he was just raking really quick. He was in, you know, rookie ball, and then it was A, and then it was double A. And I was like, but I, I couldn't remember the exact specifics of what the numbers looked like. It is incredible what he did. Rookie ball, his OPS was 1275. A ball, one good. It is. A ball, 1097. Double A, 1280. Triple A, 1065. Cumulatively, between those three levels, Chop, he hits 360 with a 480 on base percentage, 677 slugging, 36 walks to 34 strikeouts, had 10 home runs, 17 doubles, two triples, and stole 12 bases. Like, this guy has the potential to be an absolute machine on offense. The the, the comparison we heard from a lot of people who just said, hey, like, look, we know it's a rarefied air to throw this name out here, but the, the guy that it's it's worth mentioning he might be pretty similar to was Mike Trout. And boy, if you can get, what, 80% of Mike Trout, aren't you pretty thrilled with that pick, Chop? Uh, Yeah. 80% of Mike Trout. 80% of Mike Trout's a Hall of Famer. And so, I mean, like, this is one of these situations where 80% of Mike Trout is current Mike Trout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, Leo, here's the thing. I think fans are going to have, or, or fans have had, relatively speaking, a decent amount of patience with Leody Tavares and his growth. I think. I mean, there have been times where people have been frustrated, but I think overall people have been pretty patient with his development and and some of the you know ups and downs that he's had. I, I think people have been interested in seeing, you know, what it's going to look like when Foscu comes up eventually, like because he was a, a you know a top pick and he's been a top. But man, I don't think there's going to be a lot of patience for Foscu or Tavares if they're potentially standing in the way of Wyatt Langford getting at bats because he has just created such a buzz about him that I, I don't, I can't even remember the last time this much buzz existed about a Rangers prospect. Who would it have been? Like, I mean, Jerks and Profar was the number one yeah. prospect in baseball, but it wasn't even this level of buzz. I don't feel like like Feliz. Maybe you might even have to, uh, no joke. You might have to go back to Ruben Mateo for one that people would get this excited about. And that was 25 years ago. God. They get him in the... Was Ruben Mateo? Ruben Mateo, they signed him out of the Dominican Republic. Okay, I was thinking of, I was thinking of somebody else. He was, he was... He had a... I was thinking of the guy they got... They, they took over... Uh, that was a guy they refused to give up in like a trade for Randy Johnson and Roger Clemens. Okay. And, and I he, was thinking of who they got in the, um, in the A-Rod trade. Where they chose this guy over Robinson Cano. Oh, wa- uh, they got Joaquin Arias. Joaquin Arias. Okay. Yeah. 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 But, um, but yeah. this is the amazing thing about Wyatt Langford. So on baseball reference, they do the age differential. Have you seen this? Mm-mm. All right. So it basically shows your age versus the the weighted age of players in that league. 
Okay. All right. So Wyatt Langford, when he got to rookie ball, mm-hmm. all right, he was older than the average player in that league. Yeah, because he was, I mean, he played at Florida for a few years. Yeah. He's 22. Right. So his weighted age difference was minus five, which doesn't make any sense because at 21, he's not playing against 16 years. Those 16 year olds in the league. So I don't know how they do this. Yeah. But in the same. It's basically from June to August. He went from minus five and a half on the age weighted scale to plus one, <laughs> which means by the end of his minor league tenure, he was younger than the average triple A. Insanity. And, and and he was like, according to this, they said five. I, again, I have no idea how they calculated this, but his number was minus five for the average rookie league player, which means he was like so much older than these guys. Well, now he's younger. And now he's like ahead of the curve. He was behind the curve at Florida. I mean, he didn't get to Florida until he was 19. Right. He was, was old. He was older. Yeah, right? exactly. Which is kind of like the, that's the, you want the cheat code, uh, young parents out there of young kids, hold your kid back in school. Make him be an 18, 19-year-old senior. Stop that. No one would do that. No, they no wouldn't. No chance somebody no, would do that. No, nobody would do that in, in high school football in Texas. That was a former Cowboy. Nobody <laughs> Nobody would do that. Here, would you look at over the last 30 games that Wyatt Langford played? We already just read off how, how insane the numbers were, like at each level and everything like that. But if you just collectively take it over the last 30 games, Chop, we're talking about he hit seven home runs. His batting average was 394. This guy was hitting almost 400 oh, wow. against, and, and he was doing the majority of that at double and triple A. He was doing this against some future major leaguers, or in some cases, like guys who maybe have been to the major leagues and come back down. So I'm incredibly excited for him. I. I, I don't want it to I don't want to rush it or anything else, but look, there there also reaches a point where it's like, what what is he getting in terms of being challenged at the other levels? If he is out of challenges at AAA, if he's done everything he can in the minor league system, just go ahead and, and put it out there for him. Do what you did with Evan Carter. Just make the decision and say, Hey, it's time. Like he's clearly shown he's learned everything he can here. Let's approach it that way. And you know, let's let's embrace that era if that's the case. Yep. People saying you Darvish the hype, Profar. Darvish was big. Dar- I just don't think of Darvish as a, a prospect, really. I, I don't either. I, 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 I agree. Uh, Shohei's not a prospect. Profar, I definitely do. And Profar was number one. I just don't remember it being this kind of Oh, buzz. it was big. I mean, I remember that it was first, big. It was definitely his big. first game. Then he hit a home run his first, first at bat. First at bat, hit a home run. Just, yep. just we were like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, uh, Profar, Blake Bevin, uh, they had, you know, he had a. Smoke was pretty big. Justin Smoke Smoke was a pretty big prospect. Absolutely. Uh, Okay, Uh, quick update on Josh Young. Uh, Josh Young, yes, he has a uh, calf issue. He will be out for two to three weeks, it sounds like, which you and I were talking about this earlier. I think that this isn't as as concerning as if it was, you know, for instance, Justin Foscue Mm -hmm. or Leo DiTaveras, two guys that we're talking about, about they need to have their consistency, right? You don't want them to be behind, even Evan Carter. Right, like Evan Carter, a guy who played really well at the end of the season, got meaningful at bats in big time situations, performed well. But you don't now that he's entering the fray and everything like that, like that, you don't want him to to get behind or thrown off. You'd like him to find that rhythm. Uh, Josh Young, I don't think it's nearly as critical that he gets these three weeks as, as it would be for maybe some of these other younger players. In the past, in previous years, where there's been frustration about his health and his availability, absolutely, because you wouldn't want that disrupting him getting into that rhythm. But I, I think given what you got from him last year and the experience that he gained, you know, let, let's just take things on a very precautionary side, 
handle it the right way. Don't push it. And, you know, hey, we'll see you in three weeks. So Josh Young uh, joins Corey Seager as guys who are going to miss significant time on, you know, the position player side uh, for this spring training. What do you have on Evan Carter? So Evan Carter, uh, there was a good piece up by Kennedy Landry over at TexasRangers.com. Uh, just about Evan Carter and his growth and and stuff like that. And he says the big difference for him this year so far is he thinks it's relationships. That having been up last year, he kind of got there and it's like, okay, maybe he knows a handful of people, but he's not really in with the big league club. But after going through that playoff run and everything else and being a, a big star specifically of the the Tampa and the Houston series, is you, you look at series, series is, series, uh, you look at what he did there and the bond that he developed and the trust he developed with the guys. He said, I think the difference this year is that I have a relationship with a lot of the people here. It's a little bit more comfortable than just walking in last year and looking around like, oh my gosh, look at all these big leaguers. Now it's like they're my buddies, I guess. So it's definitely a better feeling. Uh, he says, you get called up and the team has somebody like Robbie Grossman, who's an unbelievable hitter against lefties. It was just mentally one of those things like, how do I take this? Talking about like the approach mm-hmm. of not going to play against lefties. Everybody around me is saying, I can't do that. So how do I respond to this? For me, in my mind, I know I can do it. So he's pushing himself saying he wants to be a full-time player, doesn't want to be sad against lefties. It's funny. He mentions the uh, the issue there with the, or talking about how he's getting there and just kind of in awe of the big leaguers. They asked him what was his welcome to the big league moment. And he said, Probably Verlander's fastball. Then he paused and he went, or Glasnow's fastball. Yeah. And then he paused. By the way. Or his slider. (laughs) We've all forgotten that that Glasnow has signed with the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, it's just they're they're spending like crazy. They're building their dream team. he, He is like, he's the afterthought of that team. Yeah. I mean, because everybody's just talking about everything else that they've yeah, added. Holy cow. But he said that uh, he said he named all these different pitches and he goes, there were several. He said, definitely some guys have pitches. And I was like, holy smokes. He uses the Jared Sandler. Holy like, smokes. He said, holy smokes. What was that? He said, there were definitely a lot of guys where you kind of have to take a step back and calm down a little bit facing a Hall of Famer. But it is what it is. He's he's even. He's steady. That Evan Carter. I think I'm going to drop a holy smokes on Thursday. Oh, you should. Holy smoke. When you're calling your Tarleton State yes, Grand Canyon Grand University. Grand Canyon, baby. Which I will be there in Stephenville at this game to cheer on RJ Choppy. Any other Tolos, you guys should go out there at Tolo J. Ochoa. He's going to go out there. Jim J. The the, the morning gym workout. Yeah, we'll workout J. From, uh, now on. <laughs> Did you want a seat at the table? Uh, Can I, like, right at the table? I want to be, like, in the crowd. I want to be there cheering. Okay. I don't want to distract you. But, yeah, like, sure. We'll see what we can do. I don't want to sit with the pores. Uh, real quick, uh, <laughs> what's what's uh, Bryce Harper? You said he is Bryce going. Harper. So Bryce Harper, obviously coming off the Tommy John surgery last year, as a way to get him into the lineup for the Phillies, had volunteered to play first base, and that was their way to kind of get him back in as he was, you know, on the road to recovery. Uh, that was a move that this offseason there were some questions. The Phillies announced that he was moving to first base permanently, and so this was the first time Bryce Harper talked about it. People were wondering. How is he going to receive it? How is he going to handle it? Well, he showed up to spring training on Sunday, said he loves it. He's all in on the move, thinks it's going to extend his career, you know, wants to win a gold glove there, and also wants a new contract or wants his contract, get some years tacked onto it, Chop. He says that he wants to play into his 40s and play there at first base. So this is a a career-extending move. He's 31 years old now, so, I mean, he's looking still 10 to 15 years in the future. Uh, But for the discussion that was out there of how was Bryce Harper going to respond to the first base move, He's saying yesterday all the right things that he's all on board. Very nice. Very nice. I, I like I, I, Bryce turned the corner, man. Other than he's an Eagles fan now. Yeah, who cares about that? He's a monster of a baseball player. Okay. Uh, it's a little, uh, little good stuff here on Major League Baseball. 
Uh, up next on 105, the fans, Sean and RJ, Sean's out. He is back tomorrow. The dumbest rule in sports rears its ugly head again, plus the best thing in sports is back. That is coming up next on The Fan. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We go back to what we always say about the Oiler power play. Struggled lately, but a chance to win it right here. Bouchard scores! Right off the draw! Edmonton prevails! That was a bummer on Saturday. Uh, Stars lose to Edmonton, who had stumbled out of the break, losing three of five. But they're a solid team. So are the Stars. It's a potential, uh, you know, West Finals preview, maybe. Uh, it's a, uh, it's a they're, they're fantastic. If Edmonton gets there. If Edmonton gets there. Then it's potential. Then it's potential. But, you know, the Stars will be there. Yeah, they have. They, look, Edmonton, we'll, we'll, we'll see what those, uh, those kids do over there. Dry side all that see. lot. Let's see. We weren't impressed. We were not impressed when we saw them in Vegas a couple of weeks ago when, after the All-Star break when they did not extend and tie the record. They just heard you shout stars twice during yep. the anthem, and it rattled them. Which it did last night, too. Good for you. At the, uh, the, at the college baseball game, Tennessee and Baylor, I yelled out stars uh, during the anthem. And I don't know Spits that and suds. many people cared for that. <laughs> I don't think the Baylor and Tennessee fans knew what the hell I was talking about. Hopefully the Baylor fans did. I would think would there think are people around there. Like, I would assume there's a lot of DFW people there. Plus, I mean, it's obvious. It's like, you know, stars. Star, you're down stars. We're in DFW. You would think they know. Uh, but the stars have a tough road trip ahead. Uh, they head to Boston uh, today. It's a noon game. Uh, then they're at the Rangers tomorrow. Those are back-to-back bangers, man. Uh, Ottawa, Carolina on the road to wrap it up before coming back for the Isles, then back out to Colorado. So a tough stretch. Uh, for the Stars, starting with a loss on Saturday uh, to Edmonton. All right, so 
you want to do the worst, most outdated rule in sports, or or the best bad guy is back. Ooh, let's do let's do the 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 most outdated okay. thing in sport because this I know this was a big topic over the weekend. As we've established a lot, Chop, I am I, I am a natural at the sport of golf, but I don't understand what this rule even is. So you're gonna have to set me straight here and explain it to me like I'm five, All and right. then and then I will tell you if I think it's a dumb rule. Okay, so Jordan Spieth, uh, local guy, if you're not familiar with that, mm-hmm. golfer, Pokemon horns. He is uh, he was disqualified for the Genesis Invitational. Now that's a tournament that's out at Riviera in California. Uh, he was dis- why was he disqualified? Uh, because he signed an incorrect scorecard. All right. This, so what happens is is that every every group has a guy that follows them around. They have something called a shot link. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're at a golf tournament, if you're at the Colonial, the uh, Charles Schwab, or if you're at uh, the Byron Nelson, you will see uh, the scoreboard. Right, the scoreboard out there, the electronic scoreboard. Yep. That's the shot link. So somebody will input that score, and it'll flash up on the board. Um, well, on this one hole, Jordan Spieth signs for a three. It was number. It was the fourth hole. He signs for a three, but he made a four. Shot link had him at a three. Okay. Okay. So the scoreboard had him at a three. So he was referencing that. Well, not necessarily. But he's he's each golfer is responsible for keeping their own score. You have somebody else in your group keeping score for you as well. Like mm-hmm. you know, they're they're you're you're monitoring everything, right? And it's a, it's an honor system. So he goes into the scoring tent. All right, he goes in the scoring tent to sign a scorecard after the round. The guy that was in there was basically a newbie at this. Tells Jordan the scores match up. He's good to go. Leave the tent. So he hands in. The score was wrong. The official score said it was correct. So the official score in there said it was he was right. He signs it and he leaves. The moment he leaves the tent, that score is like official, right? You could sign it and then you can go back. Oh, wait a second, hang on. Whatever. Even though even once you sign it, still like it's it, now you're you're really in trouble. But the moment he leaves the tent, it's also done. So he leaves the tent and they come back and they say, no, no, you had a four, not a three. You signed for a three. Regardless of what shot Link had, regardless of what anything had, he was cooked. So it's dumb. It's a very dumb rule. Help me understand this. I can't. If they have clearly the ability to verify that you you did not have the score that you wrote down, why do they even have them write down their score? Why is that a necessity? I, I don't know. I, we, don't, we don't need it anymore. We have we have enough people that keep score. I mean, shoot, dude. There's people on TV that watch, like the fans at home. That if they get the score wrong, they'll call into the network. So he gets he's like done because he writes down something home. that was shown on the scoreboard as what he wrote down anyway. Even yeah, if that's not where he got it from. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Even if it's not where he got it from, he writes down what is being put. So like, did they did they fire whoever was running shot link I, nah, or whoever I, I, was? No, I don't think I, not that I know of. But people people make mistakes. Now, now, generally, these mistakes don't match up to you know a couple hundred thousand dollars, but he took it's because at the end of the day, it is his responsibility to know what his score was. And but they're keeping track of that. That's what I don't understand. Why does he need? I, again, I agree. He doesn't. It, they don't need it's to. Like telling Mike McCarthy, like when you're going at halftime, like uh, sign what the score is, and it's like, well, you said you had 
13, but you actually had 10. So your team's at why? Why does he have to keep track of the score? I don't understand. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why he has to. Um, this is a dumb rule. Yep. I agree with you, Chop. This is a stupid rule, and it, it I don't understand why, like, it would... Like, are they, what are you guarding against? Cheating? Like, like, is that why you would have to disqualify him? Is that what the whole purpose of this would be? Would just to be, like, integrity of the game? You're guarding against cheating? If that's like, don't have them keep track of their score. I don't understand that. I, I agree. Uh, they don't. They should not have to do that. Uh, it is the game of honor because you're supposed. Because the way it is is you ha- you call penalties on yourself. Oh. Nobody and nobody puts a penalty on you. You have to call the penalty on yourself, the stroke on yourself. He missed the five foot putt. Like he should have known. Like he 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 obviously should have known. It's a par three. Now, did he think it was a par four? I don't know. I, I doubt it. Like because he put three down in the scorecard. Um, but he signed or he put the three. He signs for a three. At the end of the day, he signed for a three. He just may not have remembered what he did on that hole. I don't I don't know how it works or I don't know how the whole process went down. But all I do know is that, you know, I guess apparently the shot link had him at a three. And he really had a four. Whatever. It's a dumb rule. Just get rid of players keeping their own score then. I understand why they do it. It's a little outdated. It's 2024. The technology all over the place. All right, have each guy have a score guy with them on the th- uh, and just do it that way. Know your it's role dumb. and shut your mouth, man. Speaking of that, the best bad guy in sports is back. This happened in Salt Lake City uh, over the weekend. Man, this is, I'm I'm sorry. There is nothing better than full-on bad guy rock. He is calling out, he was in Salt Lake City. Now, backstory here, he's back in WWE. He was, you know, supposed to be wrestling Roman Reigns at WrestleMania in the main event, but there was so much backlash to it that they... Somehow got rid of The Rock doing it, wrestling against Roman Reigns. And now it's back to Cody Rhodes. But Roman Reigns and The Rock are going to be in some kind of a tag team match on the first night of WrestleMania. If you haven't been keeping up, they now have two nights on the first night. And there's going to be some kind of a tag team match. And there's thoughts that maybe The Rock will turn on Roman Reigns. Who knows? All I know is bad guy Rock bringing back the old school awesome shirts. The old bad guy rock shirt. Now, his arms don't fit in him anymore. Is he bringing back the fanny pack, too? Like that famous no, photo No, I didn't see a fanny pack. But uh, here is the rock going at the fans, the wrestling fans in Salt Lake City. You broke the all-time record for the largest gathering of trailer park trash the rock has ever seen. Now, if you didn't like that, you're going to love this. Finally. Oh, you want to boo that, huh? Are you sure you want to boo the rock? Finally. Your life has meaning. Finally, you and your 50 wives will have a story to tell. (laughs) And you know what I'm talking about. You'll have a story to tell your 600 inbred grandchildren one day. And that is what it's like to look at greatness in the flesh because finally, The Rock has come back to Salt Lake City. Man, he is so good. There's so much about him, and, and I know we've talked about this. I don't know if we've said it like we've discussed it on the air, but I know we've, we've talked about it during breaks and stuff. 
there's so much about him in the last several years that's felt a little A-Rod-ish. Yes, 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 yes. This is vintage rock. This is what I'm saying. This, this is, is this what is, we need. This is bringing it back. This is what America needs. Now, he just he lost any chance at the presidency. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like, uh, He's not that kind of got turned on its head in the last decade, I would think. Yeah, but, like, I mean, Yeah, I mean, they, they, anything's possible. So, no, he's, uh, look, he is... He is so entertaining in that rock persona. Yeah, I do love it. Yes. I always like. I mean, I haven't watched wrestling in twenty years, roughly, or whatever. It, it was like at the end of of the Rock's run there, but man, he is he is so enjoyable as the Rock. It's almost like you forget he had that in him. But like with the Dwayne Johnson that we've seen over the yeah. last several years, this is this is really like the guy's the best man. He really is. There, there are there are. You could try to be uh, a great heel. Uh, heel's a bad guy in wrestling terms. Uh, he makes it because he look he 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 did that, and then he got them still to go along with him. Look, he's he's in a, yes, he did. In a lot of ways, he's in a lot of ways. It feels kind of like Conor McGregor. Like yeah. no matter what, when Conor McGregor go back, goes back to the UFC, even when people are like, "Oh no, we want him out. He's sold out. He's doing his other things." That like it doesn't. It's still Conor McGregor, and he kind of is. UFC and, and that energy is and that's the rock and so it doesn't matter how much you dislike that it came in and disrupted storylines it's still the rock and he's still gonna become popular he's still, he, still gonna win him over in the end even yeah. as the heel uh real quick you've got a uh a little shout out you want to give here. yeah uh, uh condolences to the family of Mark Lane uh who a lot of people in in DFW media are familiar with Mark um he had written for a number of different platforms. He'd written with Fish for a while over uh, Mm -hmm. with with his Cowboys HQ stuff. Um, I've known Mark for probably 10 years. Uh, He most recently was writing for the Texans Wire, had written covering the Texans and the Cowboys uh, for most of his life. One of the nicest people you will ever meet. Um, He passed away on Sunday, uh, and and the the tributes from people around here in Dallas who had gotten to know him came pouring in. John McClain in Houston wrote a couple of really nice notes about him. Shereen Williams talked glowingly about him. RJ Ocho, awful announcing, had an article up. But he was he was just a kind, genuine individual, somebody who loved storytelling. Um, you know, he was, everybody yesterday, the, the most common note you saw yesterday is that as his lungs were kind of failing him uh, last year, he was walking around the combine uh, with a, an oxygen tank behind him. That's Gosh. how committed he was to doing things. And big-time family guy. Came from a big family. Loved his mom, who I know dealt with a, a lot of health stuff. And and really, his entire life was his mom and writing. He loved to write about yeah. football. Great guy. And uh, there's a void, not, not just in, you know, sports media coverage, but specifically in Cowboys coverage and a lot of, uh, you know, Cowboys media hurting today. So uh, rest in peace, Mark. He was an absolutely fantastic guy. We're going to miss him. I hadn't seen Mark in several years, um, but he was, he was always great. He was always mm-hmm. a good dude. And he listened a lot. Every Jerry interview, he is Transcribed out. all of them. Yep, transcribed And, and always gave credit. Always gave yes, credit. Happen and right always shared his transcripts with the rest of the beat so that they could give them. Yeah. Very good, uh, very good. Very sad to hear about Mark Lane's passing. What do we have coming up next in below the belt? J.J. Watt might have a solution for all those non-holding calls against Micah Parsons. That's next. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island 
Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Tacovas is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The great Bobby Belt. You ruined the morning show. Don't make me take off my belt. Don't make me no, take no, off my belt. We're not. Listen up, youngins. The old heads are talking. Oh, yeah. More on what they have to say oh, man. in just a moment. First, I need to remind you guys, let you know that Below the Belt is brought to you by our friends at Johnson Fitness and Wellness Home Fitness Equipment Stores. We appreciate them very much. We got comments from three different out-of-work NFL players. I can't say retired completely because I don't think T.Y. Hilton is officially retired. Has Cam Newton retired? I think he's just out of work. <laughs> I mean, sooner or later, you're retired whether you admit it or not. Right, right, right. I just don't. I just didn't know officially. But either way, I, I gotta say, Cam Newton, did, I, I, I did not expect to see him at Radio Row. No, he he went all in. And he was there. I got to hit him. He, he is going all in on this podcast. And a lot of guys, they retire. They're like, I'm going to put, like, I'm going to dip a toe into it. And they don't really give it what it's what you know you gotta you gotta have respect to what you're doing. And he has done a lot of that, and he, that that is that good for him. And I I think he's getting progressively better at it. Like, like I think the more that I see some of the stuff that he does, I'm like, oh okay, I, I can get down with that. So we got three comments today from out of work or retired football players uh, that we're gonna go over. The first one here is from T Y Hilton. You remember old T Y Hilton? I do remember T Y Hilton. Colts great. Uh, a guy who came to Dallas had the uh, the big time uh, third and thirty conversion against the Eagles on Christmas Day. That was his big highlight being here in Dallas. Uh, but apparently he had a bigger contribution in Dallas than even that catch. Real quick, how demoralizing for a defense to give up a third and thirty? Oh gosh, I mean it was oh over my then. Gosh, that was when the game was over. And Ty Hilton, that was a big conversion. Big victory for them that day. But his biggest contribution, his most long lasting contribution, if you ask him to the Dallas Cowboys had nothing to do with that play. It had to do with his impact on CeeDee Lamb. This was uh, T.Y. Hilton on the Trenches pod last week talking about 
some of the receivers across the NFL and, and how good they are. And it, it morphed into a discussion about C.D. Lamb. What, if any, difference do you see with wide receivers that came in with you in, like, 2012 and then, like, guys like now? These motherfuckers athletic, bro. These motherfuckers different genes. Jettas, Chase, man, them boys different, you heard yeah. me? They so yeah. athletic that if they had a vet, like, a true vet, bro, that I could, like, help them, like, CD, like, me over there helping him, because the vet he had was Amari Cooper. I know Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper doesn't talk. I helped him, but it was an option route. Like, I taught him, like, how to run a true option route. Like, how you should run this corner. We called it playing the game. CD runs it. I told him to run it. He catches it. That little split second that I told him to change his angle, spin out the safety and skull. He said, I appreciate you, big bro. Got my jersey that game. That's crazy. And yeah, I've been yeah. trying to tell people, bro, like, CD is like that. Just me being around him, bro, and just watching him. Like, he works, bro. I mean, he deserves everything he going to get, bro. Good job by Ryan having the, uh, the fan cam video up there from the pod. So, a couple interesting things there. One... Uh, actually, there are three interesting things to be there. Uh, first off, awesome to hear that that kind of praise heaped on top of mm-hmm. CeeDee Lamb as to T.Y. Hilton, a guy that he thinks is right there, it sounds like, with Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase and some of those guys at the top of the league. And I think something that was on display this year, that that they he absolutely took that leap and became that guy. Also, the interesting thing there, very much feeling himself as a as a mentor and a teacher which maybe he deserves the yes, credit he is. but he is like you know he is yeah, look, I, I, did, I did this i showed him this i did that where he's like dude uh justin jefferson jamar chase they can really take it to the next level if they had a veteran like me yeah. who who imparted all this wisdom on on cd lamb i think that's funny it, it may that's a very, sales pitch it may, it may very well be true but yeah it's still funny yeah it is it's that's probably, a sales pitch it undoubtedly is what i think was really interesting there is and I want to replay it again just so I don't get accused of of taking out of context. Peyton, like, 12 seconds in where he first mentions Amari Cooper is what I want to play that part again real quick. Yeah. Yeah. They so yeah. athletic that if they had a vet, like, a true vet, bro, that I can, like, help them, like, CD, like, me over there helping him because the vet he had was Amari Cooper. I know Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper doesn't talk. I helped him, but it was an option route. So I think that that's interesting. Because Amari Cooper, his reputation here obviously was he was a different kind of cat, different kind of personality, mm-hmm. didn't talk a lot. But CD really routinely said, talked about all the things that Amari Cooper helped him with. And, and I think Amari Cooper did do a lot to explain specifically exotic releases on the line of scrimmage. So that was a big impact that he had on all the guys and, and the things that he coached them through. So I think that that's, is that any sort of a backhanded shot or is that just... T.Y. Hilton knowing that Amari Cooper's quiet and having not been in the building to see any of it just doesn't understand. Because that sounds to me like he's saying, hey, I know Amari. Amari's quiet. Amari didn't do enough to impart wisdom to CeeDee Lamb here, and I filled in some of those gaps. It wasn't necessarily a shot, but it it kind of unintentionally, I think, was a little bit of Amari Cooper. Uh, Well, I mean, do do you have to be a mentor? Well, I mean, T.Y. Hilton's saying they need him. He's like, somebody should. And he's like, that veteran Amari wasn't that because he wasn't talking. But but Amari, right, yeah, right, I think but, he did have an yeah. impact. I, I, like more so, what I think is like you know, yes. But do you need to have? Do you need to be a good mentor? Like not everybody needs to be a leader, right? I think you need. I think at that position, you absolutely. If you have certain wisdom about how to run routes, you, you should help guys on your in your group. Like, like I don't even think that's a, that's a leadership thing. I think that's just a advantage for the team thing. It is. It is an advantage. I guess some people are just you know they're insecure about you know is this guy here to replace me? Am I really going to be training sure. my replacement? Yeah, and that happens at every position, and it's going to happen in every job. Look, I mean, sooner or later, you're going to train your replacement. Um, that's the reality of it. Yeah, it sucks. It's got to suck, especially if you're in your prime. You know, if you're if you're if you're 36 years old in the NFL, 
and they bring in a hotshot 22-year-old wide receiver, and you're at the end of your rope, like it may be a little bit easier to take, or the or is it worse? Is it tougher because they know they're you know they're trying to push you up? If you're still in your prime, you know you can go somewhere else and succeed. You'd be fine. Yeah. No, I mean, it's a good point, and it's a good dynamic that probably exists. I do think that Amari and CD are tight, though, and I do think he yeah. did impart some. I think that's just kind of a misunderstanding from T.Y. Hilton, but still just kind of basically said that Amari left some gaps that should have been filled in there. I thought that was interesting. Uh, J.J. Watt, what, what is the – this is our next retired player and, and, and the knowledge that they're dropping. J.J. Watt spoke on the issue of lack of holding calls. Right. right? being called on offenses, something that Cowboys fans became very familiar with with the lack of holding calls that Micah Parsons drew. So, J.J. Watt apparently on uh, at the end of last week on Pat McAfee's show had a suggestion for how to fix this. He said that he believes the reason why guys get fewer holding calls called on them is because it happens every play, that sort of thing. But he also said, I think refs understand that a 10-yard penalty is a massive penalty in the NFL. So I think if you made it a five-yard penalty, I think it's going to be called much more fairly and much more realistically because it's not as crippling to the offense. So this is kind of interesting because we do see it feels like how often do we at times go like, shouldn't that have been pass interference and they call illegal contact, right? Like it's something that's right. not nearly as impactful or whatever else. Do you think that if you were to reduce the penalty on a holding call and said, all right, it's five instead of 10, do you think that J.J. Watt's onto something here? This could lead to referees maybe unconsciously saying oh that's just too too damaging it's not worth it, it, the punishment doesn't fit the crime here i can't i can't call that on the guy do you think reducing it to five yards would potentially get micah parsons more holding calls um i, I don't know that means that they're not that I, I, that doesn't strike me as something that they should be doing maybe they are subconsciously doing it but like are they really sitting there thinking oh man i can't call that it's too big of a deal I think penalties are less important now than ever before from the offensive side. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, if you're converting third and 30 to T.Y. Hilton. Like, no, just like the passing game, right? right? You know, yeah. you, you won. And that's why if I was a team on offense and it was not late in the game uh, or, or at any point, like, unless you're on a fourth and inches, I'm taking a delay of game instead of calling a timeout. I, I, I'm saving my timeout. I agree. I don't think that they would. I don't think they actively think about it like that. I don't I, think yeah. they're like, oh, that's too much for a penalty like that. But – if that penalty distance did change, I could see an emphasis being placed on it by the league. Like, hey, we're cracking down, down on holding. I know it's on every play, but we've, we've got to start calling it a little bit more. We can't have one of our dynamic young players, Micah Parsons, go two months without a holding call and yeah. be prevented from wrecking games and being an entertainment draw that we want. Like, I'm trying to think here, if you were to go look, and do they have a breakdown of what types of penalties are the most called? Uh, I don't know about league-wide. By player, they do. Like, I know like league-wide, are there more defensive holding or offensive holding calls? Uh, I would bet there's more offensive holding. Like a wide? Uh, I would assume so, yes. Okay, because the defensive holding, third and 15, defensive holding is the mo- is, is a very penal penalty. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say penal. Yeah, I know you did. Um, but it is a very it's a tough penalty to take, especially if it's ticky-tack. Like, that is one that they should, like, you'll be more judicious with, I think, than the calling all the time. But, you know, if they already call more holdings than that, and I don't know, maybe it would maybe it would change if they call more holdings from a five-yard perspective than a 10. Pop quiz. Since COVID-era football, 2020, how many offensive holding calls have been enforced on Zach Martin? Uh, two. One. One in four years. 
And that's kind of a thing where it's like, Zach Martin's a really great player, but it does make you say he's had to have held more than once in four Isn't years. that one his entire career? No, he had, I think he's got like enforced, he's got like three. It's not very many. He's a really technique sound player, but he's definitely held more than three times in his career. Well, sure. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, and guys on the defensive backs have clutched and grabbed. Sure. More than, than a couple of times, but. One more for you here uh, from our old head department. Cam Newton, who we just mentioned, he's got his uh, new pod and everything. One of the things he be- he's become really known for on his podcast is the fact that he doesn't have a big appreciation for Brock Purdy. No. Called him the 10th best player. Or Dak Prescott. Or best- Jared Goff. Yeah, or- game managers. Game These are managers. game managers. So it was a little surprising that on his podcast last week, when reflecting on the Super Bowl, he said, oh, hell no. That one is not on Brock Purdy. The 49ers, they were just trying to get points. And that is not Brock Parity's fault. That's bad coaching. There was too many people who have exposed they didn't know the real rules of overtime. Listen. Listen, Landa. No, not, we're not understanding how serious this is. The fact that they weren't abreast to what the rules were, that's, that's Steve Wilkes. That's Shanahan. That's John Lynch. That's the 49ers organization. And that's not Brock Parrott's fault. He played good enough for his team to win. He made plays. And he made plays in times of need as well. Boy, that's a shift. That's a shift. There were were not a lot of people saying that Brock Purdy had played a game good enough to win that Super Bowl. He took a lot of criticism. So I think it's interesting that in this one, Cam Newton looking back on it goes, oh, no. Like, one of the biggest Brock Purdy critics is going, no, 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 what are you talking about? That dude made a ton of plays. He, he was awesome. He, he should have won Super Bowl. That's, that's, on the coaches. that's on Steve Wilkes, my old defensive coordinator. My old Carolina. defensive coordinator. So, that was wild there. But that is below the yeah. belt. I, I thought Brock was fine. He wasn't He was okay. Great. He was okay. Could have done more. I mean, dude, look, he had a QBR of 70. Third down was brutal for him in this game. Okay. I, I'm just, just saying, yeah. if he makes more plays on third down, they win. His QBR was six points different than Mahomes. He was fine. There was nothing wrong with Brock Purdy. You win. You he Brock Purdy wins that game probably against any other quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, with that defense, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, they, they, he, he, he was fine in that game. And how much that was the uh, Chiefs defense uh, impacted it. Okay, there's a little bit of below the belt, but little college football kegger. We love doing the random offseason college kegger. Sark is here to stay. And why the NCAA? Just, just cancel the NCAA tournament. We don't need it. Cancel it. I'll tell you why next to the fan. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 